Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we tell you about all the folks in our lives that violate the social contracts we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from all over the damn world, Buck. Yes, sir. The, hey. yes, that's how we do it, man. You know, I, you know. for those of you that actually look at our video version of the podcast, uh, you're going to notice that Buck's looking rather long in the tooth today. What, what's going on with the bifocals, buddy? Oh, man. I went to the eye doctor a couple of weeks ago, and I found out that I am now... I am. I have now crested a new milestone in my disabled career. I am now wearing bifocals. Yes, 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 yes. And I love it. I really do. Like people, people, you know, people at the eyeglasses store. They were like, "No, no, no, it's okay. You can barely see it." I was like, "Barely see it." I was like, "Somebody get a marker." I was like, "I want this line to show." <laughs> you know, I've been wearing glasses now for I don't know about ten years. And I, I hardly ever think about it, but I look ridiculous now without them. You know, I'm so ingrained that I am wearing glasses all the time. And I just kind of got so used to it now that I think I look weird when I'm not wearing them. But I'm looking at you. I've never seen you wear glasses before. What are you talking about? I've, wore, I've worn glasses my entire life. I just never wear them. My last. Well, no, I wore them, I wore them all the time. Look at pictures. Look at our Facebook profiles. Like, any picture of me, you know, chances are he's got glasses as long as it's not been in the last two years because I ran over him like a dipshit in my wheelchair. <laughs> I did. I totally, I ran over him and I knew it too. I was like. Crunch. <laughs> you hear that audible crunch? You're like, as long as it wasn't my phone, as long as it wasn't my phone, as long as it was my phone. And you're like. Well, I can't oh, see my. I'm not wearing. Oh, I'm not wearing my glasses. No. <laughs> I wish it was my phone. <laughs> well, I mean, like Apple Care would have would have covered that. I didn't. I already used my. I already used my incident for my glasses because I ran over them. <laughs> like that's why I said like a dipshit. This is time number two. So then I just went without him for a year. Yeah, this, whatever. Is it not re, is it not ridiculous how much these damn things cost? I, uh, I, I'm wearing like six hundred and fifty dollars on my face right now. Right. It's 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 robbery, you know. And if you if you do a little research on it, you find out that you know the eyeglasses industry is actually one of the uh, one of the last monopolies that exists in corporate America. They just. You know, it, they they outsource it so much that they, but doesn't matter what eyeglass supplier who you go to whatever. You know, now this is this this is information that's about five years old, by the way. So as of about five years ago, you know. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the beers and the whole concept of the diamonds being so valuable, and they're not. They're not valuable at all. <laughs> and we, we've gotten to this point now where everyone expects that diamonds are the most expensive thing in the world. And for to, in order to get married, you must apparently legally have a diamond on the chick's arm. And I say arm because that's, that's how big it's supposed to be. So it holds her arm down instead of her finger. Now, caregiver Katie and I aren't legally married, but we identify as husband and wife. But, you know, we'll go into that whole rigmarole and why, you know, another time. But she specifically said to me, 
that she did not want a diamond ring. She caregiver Katie did not want a diamond on her finger. Well, I mean, it, that's great. <laughs> I mean, in the whole wedding thing, you know, if I had, if we we've both said if we had it to do it all over again, we would definitely have not done the big church wedding. We would a hundred percent would have went to Vegas and got married by Elvis. Hundred percent. I'm I'm actually still happy with my very first wedding. You know, with to uh, to my ex-wife, uh, it cost me seventy four dollars. Went right to on. the district magistrate in Dover, in Pennsylvania, and went boom. Right. Ate on. at the Olive Garden, and that was it. <laughs> All right. Well, we, that's enough of uh, our background. Let's dive right into this. Well, we do have a plethora of stories, Buck, and we're going to start with one that eh, is kind of funny <laughs> in a way. Uh, mentally disabled addict turns hospital room into nightclub and drug den. Let, care to guess what that one's all about? Uh, no, no. I, I really, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not I'm not going to throw a guess in there. I just no way. Well, a mentally disabled addict in Hanoi was detained for soundproofing and equipping his hospital room with loudspeakers and strobe lights and pushing drugs in secret. Noing Jing Kuei, 38, and four others have been investigated for allegedly storing, buying, and using drugs. Quay was arrested. Was Quay ah, was receiving treatment from the National Hospital uh, since November of 2018. During his term at the hospital, Quay has escaped numerous times. In January, he was arrested in police. Arrested in police. Yeah, arrested by police, uh, but released back to the hospital due to his condition. Quay was formed a close relationship with hospital staff, who offered him privileges regarding accommodation and travel, among others. <laughs> Using this as to his advantage, Quay soundproofed his room, equipped it with loudspeakers, and strobe lights for recreational purposes. <laughs> On March 20th, Hanoi police raided several hospital rooms, including Quay's, seizing, <laughs> seizing around 6.1 kilograms of ketamine, meth, and MDMA. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They also found bongs, DJ tables, laptops, and hundreds of plastic bags. Police later discovered Quay, besides taking drugs, had also sold some to other patients and staff. (laughs) Wow. The hospital director said the facility did not know about Quay's wrongdoing. Yeah, sure they didn't. (laughs) And is waiting for further police information. Uh, the deputy minister on, on health on Tuesday said the incident was unacceptable and those involved would be strictly punished. <laughs> a technician at the hospital had also tested positive for drug use and has been detained for not informing authorities of Quay's crimes. <laughs> How do you... Wow. We didn't know. <laughs> he turned the hospital room into a goddamn nightclub, but nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now... Was he mentally challenged or was he mentally ill? I think he just liked it there. Well, I mean, what did the article say? Was he mentally challenged or mentally ill? Like the headline. I'm sorry. It says mentally disabled. So a mentally disabled Mental- addict. Eh. It could, be, yeah, could okay, go either mentally, way. Could go either it way. It could be either way. I'm just, 
it doesn't make a difference. It's still hilarious. And uh, I was just wondering how hilarious it, it could be. But I mean... Well, on this show, we regularly laugh at the handicaps. Let's be honest. <laughs> we do. We do. But there are lines that not even I will cross. What, bumpy ones? And, uh, no, that one. <laughs> the, 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 the mentally challenged line, I'm sorry. There, there are some things that are even immune from my douchebaggery. And that is one. Fair enough. Uh, well, here's another story being put out by CNN, uh, which does involve um, mental disabilities. But uh, I don't think this is so much as funny as more infuriating in my case. A school called police after a kindergartner with Down syndrome pointed a finger gun at her teacher. Kindergartner. Down syndrome. We better call the police. A Pennsylvania elementary school called the police after a kindergartner with Down syndrome made a finger gun at her teacher. Officials concluded there wasn't a threat, but the girl's mother said they went too far. Well, you don't freaking say. Maggie, yeah. Ga Maggie Gaines called on the school district uh, to update its threat assessment policy after her six-year-old daughter, Margaret, was questioned by administrators for making a gun gesture at the elementary school teacher and pretending to shoot her. Gaines said it was a harmless expression of anger, but Margaret's school in southeastern Pennsylvania determined her actions appeared threatening, so they conducted a threat assessment. I've conducted threat assessments, and there is no earthly way that if I conducted a threat assessment on a six-year-old girl, handicapped six-year-old girl, would that rise to even acknowledgement on the score? So, bullshit they did. Administrators con concluded that Margaret made a transient threat and didn't intend to harm anyone, but they still called the police. The district said law enforcement is part of its safety protocol, but Gaines said that in her daughter's case, this district misinterpreted their own policy. It was very clear from the beginning she didn't understand what she was saying. Having Her having Down syndrome is one aspect of it, but I'm sure most six-year-olds don't understand what that means. She said police filed a report on the incident that mentioned Margaret by name. The police department did not immediately respond to CNN's request for comment, but the school district told CNN the police didn't create criminal or juvenile records for Margaret. Well, guess what, school district? You're not the one that determines that. You don't know what they did. So, piss off. You don't know what you're talking about. Take your loco parentis and shove it up your ass. I, I, uh, I, I kind of have a problem with school districts. Did you ever notice? <laughs> yeah. But, again, you know, um, there are lines that not even I cross. This is fucking one of them. Let's take the Down syndrome out of this. As a matter of fact, let's take the fucking school out of this. Let's talk about uh, with children and interactions with police. How many times... How many times? Now, I, the only law enforcement you ever worked in was corrections. I've done several, and we that's that's publicly documented. Everyone knows that. How many times, just in your in your experience, wearing a corrections uniform when you're in public, which is very rare, but you sometimes you stop for coffee or something before or after work. How many times have you had a parent say, "Oh, you better behave. The police are going to get you." There he is now. Look at him. 
actually that happened to me quite a bit um my ex-wife and i both worked at that at that prison together and we would do most of our shopping in uniform after work with both of our kids in tow like you know and and people would look at us all the time you know in front of their kids and be like oh you don't want to misbehave right now the the cops are here you just just shake your head and yeah, and that's it. Because that's what we want. We want our kids to be afraid of the police from an early age, so that if something does happen, they're afraid to ask for help. So yes, yeah, so now we've got a six-year-old girl who has limited, you know, ability to begin with, because she does Down syndrome, who now has had a frightening experience with the police and mistrust of her teacher. Now. Yep, that's a that's a win all the way around there, school district. Way to go, you fucktards. <sighs> like I said, man, there are lines that I, I there are lines that not even I will cross. You know, it's supposed to be this is supposed to be lighthearted and funny. Who who added this one to the freaking chat? That was me. You dumbass. I know. <sighs> Hopefully this one's better. This is being reported by Fox 23 News. Suspected drug dealer arrested after fake name he gave police comes back with warrants. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling better now. <laughs> yeah, the, the smile has been rekindled upon my face. Okay, this is being out of Michigan. Authorities in Michigan arrested a man Friday after he gave them a fake name that happened to be the name of the person wanted on an outstanding warrant, according to the Michigan State Police. That's great! <laughs> I'm going to give them a fake name. They'll never know. Oh, shit. I gave them the wrong fake name. Troopers, yeah. troopers arrested the man, identified as 30-year-old resident of Lawton, after spotting the vehicle parked on the shoulder of M55 in Clam Lake Township around 6.30 a.m. Friday. Officials said they noticed a woman in the driver's seat of the car and a man in the passenger seat. When troopers activated their emergency lights, authorities say the man ducked. Okay. What was doing illegal? Well, that's 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 a question for another time. When troopers asked the man's name, he gave them a fake one. The person whose name he used has warrants for his arrest, according to the state police. Troopers arrested the man on the outstanding warrant. During a subsequent search, officials said they found methamphetamine in the man's pants, but they probably weren't his pants. Troopers also said they found a scale, small baggies, and cash on him. Authorities booked him into the Wexford County Jail to face charges including possession of methamphetamine with intent to distribute. Troopers said that while he was being booked, he was found to have smuggled more drugs into the jail. Uh, no. I, see, I, I hate when they say that they smuggled it. because That wasn't his intention. He just didn't want to be caught with it. He wasn't trying to smuggle it into the jail. He was going to flush that stuff first chance he got. Uh, yeah. You know, introducing contraband in a more secure facility, that's probably a more accurate term or, or charge, but yeah. Smuggling, hardly. Hardly. Uh, it wasn't until the man was fingerprinted, authorities learned he had given them a false name. Investigators expect the man to face charges of smuggling drugs into the jail, lying to a peace officer during a felony, and littering. After troops found numerous pop cans and lottery tickets that were thrown on the ground that, that were able to be connected back to the vehicle. Now they're just getting petty. Yeah. But I mean, if you're gonna give somebody a fake name, what are the odds you're gonna give yeah, somebody? Yeah, that's. Name? I was gonna go right back to that man. Like, what, what, what freaking name did you? What name did you give them? Like, have are you repeating your aliases, sir? Like, can't yeah. you just come up with something like 
different, but not. Uh, See, I had a, I, I had a problem because I was a licensed private investigator at one point, and uh, and when you did a search of my full legal name, uh, two things came up. One, it looked like a criminal docket because it looks the way they did private investigators' licenses is they didn't actually like say here's a license. They actually did a docket, and then the judge grants the license on the docket. So it looks like there's a criminal docket until you click on it and you see what it is. Uh, so that was the first thing that pops up. A second one that pops up was another guy in the same state with the same name, just different middle initial, uh, who uh, had a lot of run-ins with the law. <laughs> so every once in a while, I had to explain that to certain to people. But I never gave a fake name, and you know, of all the my, my name is pretty distinct, so it's kind of funny that somebody actually was able to do that. That actually happened. But I mean, what name do you end up giving? Like, what's your name, John Smith? <laughs> this couldn't go wrong. <laughs> Come on, man! Come on! That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what he probably did. Like, dipshit. It comes like Matt Matt Springfield, like <laughs> Miguel Hernandez. I mean, come on, dude. come on. Isn't that the John Smith of, of Spanish names? No, Juan Garcia. Juan Garcia. There you go. What's your name? Juan Garcia. Jeez. Can you imagine? I'm giving him a fake name. They'll never know. Okay, sir, you're wanted. What? Herbie Hancock. Now, here's the question. Was there warrants under his real name? That's, that's, see, that would have been a real, real good piece of material information for humor's sake. Because if the guy was just like secret squirreling, being like, I'm not telling the cop shit, but he's actually got nothing on him, gives him a fake name, and now he's a drug smuggler. It's like, oh, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> best case scenario, or not best case scenario, uh, what he should have done is kept his damn mouth shut because he wasn't driving, so they didn't, couldn't ID him unless they thought he was committing a crime. Anyway, <laughs> let's go to Jacksonville, Florida, where police say a Jacksonville Botox doctor drank four loco and champagne during consultations. <laughs> Oh, geez. A man who performed Botox treatments has been arrested and charged with practicing or attempting to practice medicine without a medical license. Uh, Director Mike Bruno of the Sheriff's Office called in, called it one of the most bizarre cases he's come across in his career during a Wednesday afternoon press conference. Bruno said the Sheriff's Office received a tip from another law enforcement agency that Nelson Turin was performing Botox treatments without a medical license and without the appropriate state certifications. Bruno said the investigators found several videos online showing Turnin injecting clients with Botox and doing other treatments. Like, like what? What was he doing? I want to know. Uh, he said during the investigation, detectives came across an advertisement for Bubbles in Botox event. Yeah, actually. Ooh. But if you look at the, the poster, it's Botox and Bubbles. So get your shit together here, uh, News 4. Yeah, semantics. <laughs> The Botox was for the clients. The bubbles, that was for the clients and the doctor. <laughs> Turn was also consuming champagne and Four loco, which is a malt beverage. 
<laughs> he would do this during patient consultations while he would be sit down and have the patients on the table and basically tell them what they would do or what he would need to do and what kind of services they would be provided. According to Bruno, a detective who was posing as a client on March 12th visited uh, went into a spa on San Jose Boulevard to talk about Botox treatment. During a consultation with the detective, Bruno said that Turin was seen consuming alcoholic beverages. Bruno said Turin set up an injection kit, used a marker to identify areas for an injection, and prepared to perform the treatment. That's when the other detectives came in and stopped him. Uh, <laughs> how long did it let how long did it let that uni that undercover guy sweat it? <laughs> you know, that's what I want to know. Right, <laughs> and he was arrested prior to doing any of the services on our undercover officer, but he came damn close because we wanted to make the new guys sweat. <laughs> oh man! Uh, Bruno said investigators checked the Florida Department of Health and Department of Business and professional regulations for licensing. He's not a doctor. He's not an advanced nurse practitioner. He's not an authorized to possess the Botox. <laughs> the lidocaine, or any other drugs. According to the sheriff's office, Turin received training from the Institute of Orlando, where he obtained certifications in oral surgery and phlebotomy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's, that's a pretty broad spectrum. <laughs> so apparently he was a doctor? I don't know. Bruno said Turin used his certification license numbers to obtain the medical drugs illegally. But did he? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't. It just. It just sounds like he obtained them, like he, by using his, you know, already established license and certific cert, certification numbers. Yeah, I'm not sure how ordering that works. I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of kind of shoddy reporting, in my opinion. Uh, he said term would provide Botox treatment at deeply discounted prices. At the low, low discount, 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 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Of the items police confiscated was a vial with an expiration date in 2020. The preservatives <laughs> won't work, explained Dr. Linda Quinn, who practices in Jacksonville Beach. Uh, would anybody drink expired milk, for example? <laughs> Additionally, Bruno said Turin was charged with three counts possession of a legend drugs without a prescription with the intent to sell or deliver and leading the public to believe he was a licensed medical doctor. Well, wait a minute. I mean, he's got certifications in oral surgery. He's... Now, where where's where's the difference, though? Like, you got a certificate in something that doesn't make you a doctor. I, I guess. But how do you get a certificate in oral surgery? And see, that's where my question is. Like, how do you get a certificate? Like, he must have falsified himself in order to even get that certification course is the only thing I can think. Is he may, he may have entered into that arena illegally as well. I mean, it, it, That's a lot of speculation, though. I mean, either way, guys drinking during consultations, and like, come on. What, what do you think? I mean, what, at what point do you think, well, I want this guy shoving the needle into my face. Yeah, I, like I wouldn't trust you with the, with a silver dollar, much much less shoving a needle in my face anywhere after drinking in front of me. Like no, 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 no. Like you you put all the sharp shit down there, son. Like you're not getting near. <laughs> like no, 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 nope. You've exceeded the legal limit in order to handle those, that particular apparatus, there, sir. 
yeah, I mean, you have to have a certain trust in a physician uh, to let them do things to you. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure I want somebody. We're going to be, it's like getting on the plane and seeing the pilot ordering a cocktail. <laughs> right. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'll go out to Thirsty Thursday with the surgeon if they're not going to be performing surgery on me. Like, you know, or after a surgery and successful recovery. Yeah, we can go have a couple drinks, but I doubt that we have that kind of relationship. But if if that ever culminated to that, cool. But do you have that kind of relationship with your urologist by chance? No, no. But he did call caregiver Katie and I very adorable. But that's beside the point. You know, either way, you know, you, there's 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 a line between building rapport and acting like an asshole. And I think uh, I think cracking open a, a bottle of anything other than water you're like yeah no okay let's get this going i got a tea time it's like hey man you uh you want a sip of this you know you got to get down before you go down right it's like oh yeah. no dude no 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 here take a draw off this it'll take the edge off no 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 sir no yeah. No, I just I just want the standard one, man. Give me give me the bread and butter version, not the one with the bells and whistles, okay? I just I just want I just want the yeah. Next we're going back into one of my personal little uh what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Things I enjoy. Uh I don't know. It's 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 in my wheelhouse. This is being reported by what the heck website is this? The Telegraph. Yeah, it's the one that I have to turn off my ad blocker for just to view all the time. Pokemon cards in Happy Meals sparked armed confrontation at McDonald's. Man. Uh, a search for Pokemon cards ended with nearly a dozen wasted Happy Meals and McDonald's worker being threatened with a shotgun. <laughs> now police are asking for the public's help in identifying two men wanted in connection for the bizarre crime. Police say the incident unfolded February 10th at a McDonald's in Woodstock, about 30 miles north of Atlanta. The man came in just before 10 p.m. and ordered 10 Happy Meals, apparently in hopes of getting their hands on the special edition Pokemon trading cards inside. The men left a short time later, but not before dumping the food from their meals on the floor of the restaurant, according to police. Things then took a dangerous turn when employees attempted to confront the pair as they left. Store employees approached the men about it in the parking lot, and in return, one of the males pointed a shotgun at the employees before leaving in what is being described as a black Honda or Kia sedan. Packs of the special edition Pokemon cards hit McDonald's Happy Meals last month as the anime media franchise celebrated its 25th anniversary. The release sent fans flocking to the nearest McDonald's, and the craze soon led to reports of people hoarding Happy Meals and trashing the food. The promotion... was further soured by scalpers selling unopened packs of the trading cards for exorbitant prices online. Boxes of cards have popped up on eBay with listings as high as $1,000. <sighs> so, yeah, I, I, if, if those of you don't know, <laughs> I am a freaking nerd. And I, I am officially licensed and certified Pokemon professor from the Pokemon Company International Limited. Uh, what that means is I was a judge at uh, tournaments, and I've actually been to the Pokemon World Championships. <laughs> uh, that being said, 
assholes like this are beginning to become the norm and are ruining the game. They truly are. Um, Those cards, I'm telling you right now, there was nothing special about those damn cards other than they had a watermark on there saying 25th anniversary. That was it. There was nothing really special about them. And here's the kicker. People that were, like, selling the packs, if you held these packs up to the light, they were so, they, they were, like, kind of a paper deal. And you put them, you could actually see through them and see which cards were in them. I uh, I don't have that great or that close relationship with Pokemon, but I can tell you that I have been freaking hungry before. And the fact that some asshole is buying 10 Happy Meals and then throwing the food on the freaking floor. Just, just, that, that, that bothers me on every moral level that I have. There are people dying of hunger and these people are buying food, paying for it, buying it, and then just throwing it away. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they're morally outraged by that as well. That, that, so right now there is legitimately a huge problem with Pokemon scalpers, yeah, like a huge problem. For instance, uh, like Target and Walmart, they 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 restock once a week for their their trading cards, and you know, we all have seen that that section of trading cards near the front of the store. It's at the end, near one end or the other of the cash registers, and they'll have Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, baseball, football, uh, Magic, you name it. But the biggest you know, big selection there is Pokemon. Pokemon is the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the most profitable intellectual property in the history of mankind. Pokemon has made more company, more money than any other intellectual property in the world, Buck. Now that I did not know. And that's quite impressive. It is. Well, it, it transcends all media. Uh, physical and virtual. It can tra- tra- there, there is Pokemon on every single device and every single uh, form of media. It, it's in syndication everywhere. It's on every device. You name it. The, the cards, you know, they. <laughs> I've had cards that were like, oh my god, this is worth how much? This is amazing. But you know, you, they so they restock those shelves once a week. There are people legitimately stocking. The guys that drive from store to store to restock these as representatives, they're getting stocked. As soon as they go in there and restock the shelves, they literally will go in and buy every single product. And then they'll go on, uh, go home and go on YouTube or on Twitch or something and just show them opening the packs. And they'd have that big reaction when they open the new shiny Charizard. And, oh my God. And it's it's disgusting because the biggest thing that, that will kill a hobby quicker than anything is scalpers because what will happen is they will buy up every single piece of product and then you know if you're if you're going to make a hobby continue you need to bring fresh people in the people that or any hobby i'm not talking pokemon i'm talking any goddamn hobby out there if you do not bring new people in and 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 have them experience and make a love of the same thing that you have a love for if there's nobody else there to buy it because you're you're gatekeeping it in some way intentionally or otherwise then they're not going to sell them as much product and they're not going to keep making it. I mean, when you go to like like a comic store, for example, and they're playing magic. Cool, I want to learn magic. Well, everyone there is being dickheads because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm the king of the uber, uber dorks here and I'm not going to, you know, I haven't showered in three weeks because I'm so freaking obsessed with this. 
I can't teach you how to play because that, I don't want somebody else getting better than me or whatever the hell their reasoning is. I don't even know. But they gatekeep it, keep people out of the hobbies, and then you, you drive people away. And then you get the people that, hey, that guy's making money. I too like money, but I'm a dickhead. So I'm going to go to McDonald's and buy Happy Meals and throw the fucking food on the floor. Guess what, you dumb shits? I'm, I'm not sure how much a Happy Meal costs, but let's just say for the sake of arguments, $5. This may seem ridiculous, but for like three seventy-five, you can just buy the toy. You don't have to buy the meal, dumbass. But they're, they're, even here in this tiny little shit-for-nothing town that I live in, they had a sign-up, you know, two Happy Meals per car. Yeah, I'm on my soapbox, and we I actually have another podcast which I was was I, I did with uh, uh, on for this channel uh, that was actually Pokemon centric. Yes, there is a Pokemon podcast, and yes, I'm on it. I know, King of the Nerds, but I really do have an issue with these assholes. You know, there's there's nothing you know there's nothing wrong with pointing out people being assholes, man. It's kind of like the purpose of our platform here. It is, and and. And, you know, you just have a very personal, like, you know, not, I, won't, I, don't, I won't say vendetta, but personal grudge against these particular assholes. They should be pointed out. There's nothing wrong with you soapboxing about that. You know, th that's what the people need, man. They need to know about the social injustices of people in Woodstock, Georgia, at the McDonald's, wasting food like a bunch of damn heathens for very very cheap not even memorable memorabilia i mean yeah there was a chance you could pull a rare card out of them there they were inserted into the packs but the chances are so astronomical those 10 happy meals are not likely to have them uh, anyway let's move on out of this before i get a freaking brain aneurysm uh people.com michigan man wakes up to intruder holding gun to his head demanding his two cats Care to... Well, he wasn't, he wasn't pussyfooting around, was he? Ugh. A Michigan man has been arrested after he allegedly broke into... You know, I know we have to say allegedly because he's not convicted, but come on. Can't you say he was yeah. arrested for doing this? Because we know that's why he was arrested. We just don't know if he'll be convicted yet. So I mean, he, he obviously crossed a feline. <laughs> <sighs> A Michigan man has been arrested after he allegedly... Okay, I'm going to reread this again. A Michigan man has been arrested for breaking into a home, pointing a gun at a man's head, and demanding he give him two cats. <laughs> the 52-year-old man who has yet to be identified is facing home invasion and felonious assault charges, according to the Larium Police Department. According to police, the suspect entered the Larium home around 4.15 a.m. March 24th. The alleged victim told police that he woke up to a gun pointed at his head and the suspect demanding he give him the two cats that were at the residence. The, <laughs> there was a dispute over the cats. Larry M. Sergeant uh, Kurt something or other, I can't tell. Or Ursula? I call him Ursula. <laughs> uh, I think there's some ownership dispute, but it wasn't <laughs> cats. Okay. Police say the suspect left the home with one of the felines. He grabbed the cat and left on his own. He was later apprehended and police found the cat in the area, but it is unclear if it was the stolen animal. The case is still under investigation. The suspect is, however, in custody at the county jail, and he has yet to be arraigned. 
of all the things to break into someone's house for and hold a gun to their head. I mean, I've seen some people do some pretty fucked up shit for pussy, but goddamn. You know, Joe Exotic might be able to, you know, give us some insight on that. I wonder if he'd be available for comment. Well, he's got nothing better to do with his time right now, so we could give him a call. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be happy to put his uh, his input in on an expert of the uh, of the feline persuasion. I'll tell you what. You you call. I'm sure. I'm. I know for a fact he's got representation, even though he's in jail. Uh, you 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 set it up, and we will have Joe Exotic on the show. <laughs> And 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 I will actually watch Tiger King if you were able to set it up. I'm gonna have to go ahead and still put a hard no on that. You don't want to talk to Joe Exotic? I really, I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I think I think there'd be like a a real shift in the paradigm of of the Earth if Joe Exotic and me actually had a conversation. Ah. Joe Exotic and I actually had a conversation, like. Seriously, somebody's head would like the International Space Station would like go. Okay, we've got like all sorts of shit happening. We can see it popping off. What's going on? Nobody would know. Norad would be all freaking freaked out. Like, no way. I'm not talking to Joe Exotic. All right. That's just way too much bullshit. All right, I'll try to set it up. <laughs> well, it seems to be a lot of stuff in our wheelhouse today, and this is one that we're all too familiar with this is being reported by corrections one wife sues prison over suicide of husband accused of trying to hire a hitman to kill her yeah okay this is uh this has happened at dolphin county prison in pennsylvania dolphin county prison folks the only prison that is open after it has been condemned but there's no place to send the inmates so the state just leaves them there this place, DCP. Is, this place is a dump, and their their uniforms are ridiculous. They're they're it's right in the middle of town. It's right in the middle of town. These poor bastards that work there, they wear these like light blue uniforms, head to toe. Uh, at the academy, they wore their uniforms, and we just called them all flipper because they looked like big fat dolphins. <laughs> I didn't say shit to them, man. Like DCP's no joke. Like no, it's those, a hard, the, it's a hard place. <laughs> yeah, like their uniforms might be ridiculous, but the guys wearing them, like I, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that they're badasses because you know you don't need to be a badass to work in the jail. You just need to be a team player. But they tell you don't even have to be a team player. You just have to have a pulse. But I mean, regardless, if you survive long enough to actually have Dauphin County Prison send you to the Corrections Academy. Which is, you know, they have a year to do it. You, you, you don't, you, you don't get fucked with. You just don't. I mean, no, like I fucked you, with them. I fucked with them hard. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. But I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I wonder why karma put me in the fucking wheelchair with you running around acting like an asshole to everybody. Oh, I gotta think of something to ruin for you before the end of the episode. Two years ago, James. Uh, McCulley? Let's go with that. McCulley hung himself in the Dolphin County prison where he was being held on charges that he tried to hire someone to kill his wife. Now that same wife is suing the county in federal court, claiming county officials violated her husband's civil rights by not preventing him from committing suicide. That seems logical. 
Uh, Linda McCulley is seeking more than $150,000 in damages in her complaint filed in U.S. Middle District Court in Harrisburg. She contends the prison staffers were deliberately indifferent to the fate of her 45-year-old husband, who didn't sufficiently monitor him as he sat in his cell in lieu of a $2 million bail in March of 2019, facing a solicitation to commit murder charge. They should have realized he was poised as a serious risk of suicide, she claims. Well, no shit. Uh, County officials said that James McCulley, a Lindensville resident, was found unresponsive in his cell 12 days after his arrest. Linda McCulley claims that he had been uttering repeating threats that he was going to kill himself. He also had been uh, assessed by a suicide as a suicide risk when he was admitted to the prison and staffers were under orders to monitor him every 15 minutes. She contends that he hung himself with a sheet in the early morning on March 21st. Her husband had not been monitored for 29 for a 29 minute stretch. Linda McCulley claims prison records were altered to try to hide the alleged lapse in monitoring. County detectives say James McCulley was arrested four days after contracting an acquaintance and asking the person if he knew any contract killers, because that comes up in casual conversation. The acquaintance, who apparently informed police, gave McCulley a phone number and investigate. They said McCulley called the number and sought to strike a deal to have his wife killed for $5,000. Murder's going cheap nowadays, folks. James McCulley gave the uh, pur- purported killer a photo of his wife and a list of places she's likely to be found. McCulley was found dead hours after he was scheduled to have his preliminary hearing in his criminal case. Well, uh, she's probably right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's probably right. Those 15-minute watches... Um, yeah, uh, you know, if they screwed that up, they really don't. They're not going to have a leg to stand on. Yeah. Now, are they? Uh, do they screw them up a lot? Yeah, they do. They do. They screw. Yeah, they, they screw do. those things up a lot. <laughs> That's very, very, very common. You put somebody on a fifteen-minute suicide watch, and <sighs> yeah, it happens a lot. So she's probably right. Uh, and especially when they know exactly it was 29 minutes, I'm guessing it's on camera, so they're they're fucked. But it, it's kind of funny when you know he was trying to hire someone to kill her, and now, you know, I, she's getting a payday. That's all it is, and we all know that she's seeking a payday. And I don't, you know, what the hell? Go for it. Yeah, I mean, you know what? This is one of those instances where if they're wrong and you call them call them the task on it, well, you can't cheat the hangman. Literally. Oh, sorry, I had to sneeze there. But, <clears throat> but, but you know, it is it is what it is, and you know, justice has been. Well, no, it hasn't. There's no, the justice got nothing to do with it. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Well, he won't be hiring anybody to kill anybody anytime soon. That's where we are going with this. That's that's how we bring this pony about to the stable. Thank you. Full circle. Next. Yep. Well, <laughs> well, next we're going to talk about an absolute legend. <laughs> this is coming out of the patch.com in the great state of Florida. Cops. Florida man with shovel wins gunfight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A 26-year-old Orlando man shot three times during a Friday morning robbery in Hudson, managed to pick up a shovel and beat his attacker. <laughs> This according to the Pasco County Sheriff's Office spokesman, Kevin Dahl, who sent out an email to the media at 4.26 a.m. What, hoping nobody'd see it? 
Uh, man takes shuffle to gunfight and wins. <laughs> yeah, boy. You get him. Dull, That's what I'm talking about. Dahl said the case reference unfolded at the 18728 US 19 Players Club Bar when Thomas Alapena of Orlando walked out of the bar and got into his truck to attempt to leave. As Alapena was in his truck, a man approached the driver's side door and without warning, fired five shots with a handgun. <laughs> Alapena was struck three times. Injured but not giving up without a fight, Alapena managed to get out of his truck and grab his attacker. At that point, the attacker <laughs> demanded everything Alapena halved. Had, had, yeah. A witness to the attack stepped in at that point, striking the gunman with a shovel. Alapena took the shovel from the witness and continued beating the suspect. <laughs> at that point, I think he's earned it, you know? You're damn right he did. How many swings of the shovel do you get after he shoots you three times? Yeah. Let me tell you what, man. This Alapena guy... He's going down in the in the all-time book of fucking legends, dude. Takes three bullets and still beats a damned assailant with a fucking shovel? After taking three damn bullets, where'd he get shot? Doesn't fucking matter, man. He got shot three times and beat the son of a bitch up with a shovel. When deputies arrived on scene, they recovered a handgun on the sidewalk near Alapena's truck. Alapena and the accused attacker were both taken to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The suspect was unable to give a statement due to his injuries. <laughs> and he remains <laughs> hospitalized. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Deputies have charged Jonathan Luis Crespo, 22 of Spring Hill, with attempted murder and armed robbery. Okay, forget Tiger King. We're getting this dude. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I want, I'm, I want this guy's picture on a poster in my bedroom, man. Like, this is freaking awesome. <laughs> Shoot me, motherfucker. I'll beat you to death with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. You get me, you're going to earn it. <laughs> Not getting shot. How dare you? <laughs> Dude comes up waxing with a shovel. Dude's like, no, that's not enough. Give me the shovel. Wham! <laughs> yeah, Paul Bunyan and an axe. My fucking ass. Poosh. <laughs> Yeah, we need to find this Alapena character, dude. We're getting him on the show. That's it. That's it. That's going to be our first guest on the show. That would be awesome. I want to talk to this dude. Thomas Alapena of Orlando. The Social Liability Podcast wants you. We want to induct you into the Social Liability Hall of Fame. Dude, you will be the one and only for right now, man. Like, somebody's going to have to really, really up their live... Like, somebody's going to have to really take it to the top tier to, to beat that man. With, Winning beat a gunfight with, with a shovel? shovel. <laughs> Guy won a gunfight with a shovel. That's 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 badassery. And he got fucking shot three times first. It's like the he guy... Got that... shot three times... It's yeah. like it's like the guy that won the fist fight with a lion. He's punched his man card for life. Yeah. Like, Man Card Central is going to be sending a freaking edible arrangement to this dude in the hospital. I mean, this this dude could literally chop off his dick and he'd be a bigger man than any of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. We got to get this guy. So. <laughs> Zombie Apocalypse Team. Oh, Where yeah. Go? Chuck Norris, Mr. Alapena. 
That's it. That's all we need. After that, a- after that, recruitments, recruitments now. No, no, we do need a fat no, guy. No, no. We need a big fat guy. You always, you know, you always I'm, I'm, no, no. I'm, all, on your I'm z- all the bait you need, man. No, no, we're gonna power up your chair. We'll make you go fast. We need a fat guy. <laughs> we can just like kick in the knee and say, "Well, <laughs> thanks for all the fish." <laughs> All right. Go ahead and second that. I'm I'm cool with that. That being said, folks, thank you for listening to the Social Liability Podcast. Uh, we'd like to remind you that the Social Liability Podcast costs you nothing except your time and attention. If you could please uh, tell a friend about the show, share it on social media. Really, uh, you know, if you want to buy us a billboard, you can. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, but you know, all we really ask is you you, you tell somebody. Uh, help get the word out there. Help us get this thing growing. Uh, you remember, you can listen to us on just about any platform podcasts are found, as well as on our YouTube channel. Just search for the Social Liability Podcast or the Mount Moon Crew. Uh, Buck has also his own show on there called Better Than Bad, which is hilarious. Uh, hopefully, we have some new episodes of that coming out soon. Do we, Buck? Do you have any ideas? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, we probably will. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Got some ideas. Well, it's just, you know, there's a lot of logistical things that need to be worked out. And we are talking about sometime before the year's end, uh, possibly doing our first live in-person edition of the Social Liability Podcast. That'll be an event to be seen. And um, Oh, yeah. Working on some other surprises as well. Maybe some live appearances. We'll see. Other than that, uh, make sure you... uh, Catch us next week. If you haven't subscribed yet on any of our platforms, please do so. It helps us a great deal. Thank you once again for listening. This is the Raspberries with my co-host, the Buck Grendel. See you next time. 